This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the showdown over masks in schools is headed to court. Parents are suing the state over the governor's ban on mask mandates, and the state claims that lawsuit should be dismissed without a full hearing. Your Honor, we believe that the complaint exhibits some significant deficiencies as a threshold matter and that we believe would result in dismissal of the case. These are issues involving standing, whether the complaint presents non-justiciable political questions, whether the complaint as framed would seek relief that violates the separation of powers doctrine. The state plans to file a motion to dismiss before noon. A decision is expected by the end of the week. The governor's no-mask mandate is also playing out in the court of public opinion. School boards in Alachua and Broward County have ignored Ron DeSantis' threat to cut their funding if they require students to mask up. We have experienced a lot of threats and intimidations and bullying over the last couple of weeks. And we're willing to take whatever the consequence is to make sure that another person does not die because we made a decision to put their lives at risk. That's Broward County School Board Chair Rosalind Osgood, who says they now know from firsthand experience that masks prevent the spread of the COVID virus. So we have empirical evidence to show us just with the data that we have from our own schools in Broward County that mask helps us not to have massive spreads and outbreaks of COVID. All in all, it was quite a week in Florida. 152,000 cases of COVID-19, 1,071 fatalities. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried says we're doing worse than third world nations. All of them. If Florida were a country, it would be the second most infected place on the planet. Florida has seen a 550% increase in COVID cases among children and 520% increase in children hospitalized with COVID over the last month. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the story of two Florida men. One of them was busted for threatening Disney executives with C4 plastic explosives and hand grenades. The other stole $13 million and spent most of it on internet porn. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, August 16th. This is National Rum Day, National Airborne Day, National Telejoke Day, and National Roller Coaster Day, because it was on this date in 1898 that Edwin Prescott patented the roller coaster. In 1934, the U.S. ended the occupation of Haiti, which lasted for almost 20 years. In 1961, Martin Luther King Jr. protested for black voting rights in Miami, Florida. And in 1962, Ringo Starr replaced Pete Best as drummer of the Beatles. First up, some good news. The Department of Health and Human Services says we're not setting records for daily hospitalizations from COVID-19 anymore. For two weeks in a row, the number kept climbing, setting a new record every day. It reached 16,100, but on Saturday, that number dropped slightly to 15,985. But that's about the only good news. The number of COVID patients in the intensive care unit continues to climb. They now account for more than half of all the patients in the ICU. The state reported 152,000 new cases of COVID last week, 1,071 additional deaths. Our death toll has reached 40,510. If Florida were a country, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried says we would have one of the worst records in the entire world. If Florida were a country, it would be the second most infected place on the planet. 
Florida has seen a 550% increase in COVID cases among children and 520% increase in children hospitalized with COVID over the last month. As of last night, there were 440 students in Palm Beach County schools that were in quarantine after exposure to COVID two days within our school day and two days into the school year. And unfortunately, four teachers died of COVID within 24 hours this week in Broward County. And our governor said yesterday that we just have to deal with this. Well, governor, there wouldn't be so much sickness and hospitalization and death to deal with if you would just have done your job to protect the people of our state. If you have, if you didn't have, it didn't have to be this way and it didn't have to be this bad. This is a full blown crisis. And to stand by and watch Florida's children and families suffer without making every possible effort to help is immoral and unconscionable. Governor Ron DeSantis has been doing his best to ignore the crisis, going so far as to threaten local school boards if they dared to oppose his anti-mask mandate. But at the end of the week, he backed off by admitting he doesn't have the authority to withhold the pay of superintendents and school board members. So Freed was hopeful. I want to say a big thank you uh, to every school superintendent, teacher, parent, and student who spoke out against the governor's unconstitutional and dangerous executive order. It's because of your work that he was walked back, has walked back his threats to punish school boards that are just trying to do right by their kids. I am so proud to stand with you. Our voices have made a difference, and Florida's kids are better for it and safer. Broward is one of the school districts that imposed a mask mandate and refused to back down amid the governor's threats. Dr. Rosalind Osgood is the chair of the Broward County School Board. Eight of us voted to mandate masks because we really love and care about the people that work in our district, the students that attend schools in Broward County. And we believe that we took a constitutional oath to protect and serve the people that elect us to serve them. We were elected by the local citizenry of Broward County to govern and make policy for the school district. And we take that responsibility extremely serious. We have experienced a lot of threats and intimidations and bullying over the last couple of weeks. And we're willing to take whatever the consequence is to make sure that another person does not die because we made a decision to put their lives at risk. We've concluded that the lives of the people in Broward County are invaluable. And we all know that there are a large number of people that have not been vaccinated. And we want to encourage them to get vaccinated. We have vaccination sites all across the community. This pandemic is real. People are dying or people are living as after being impacted with COVID with lifelong complications that they suffer from. This pandemic will impact you and the people that you love. And as a school board member, I will not ever risk someone's life uh, in order to comply with any authority that's trying to make me jeopardize people's lives. Dr. Osgood says they know from personal experience that masks can stop the disease from spreading, and she can't understand why the governor is ignoring the science. We went through a very comprehensive summer program 
where we offered before and after school care with masks being mandated. And we didn't have any type of serious COVID outbreaks. So we have empirical evidence to show us just with the data that we have from our own schools in Broward County, that mask helps us not to have massive spreads and outbreaks of COVID. So I am blown away that this continues to be a discussion, that the threats continue to come, that it's not understood that masks are a tool that we can use to help save people's lives. We've heard the reports from the CDC, from the American Pediatric Association, and a multiplicity of medical professionals. Right now, we're in a time where our governor and is just totally ignoring science. You know, doctors are trained, they are professionals, they're certified. They are the experts. They understand science. They understand the mutation of this deadly pandemic. And they're telling us that we need to protect ourselves. We need to wear masks. People are scared. They're concerned about catching this virus. And they're even more concerned about sending their kids and grandchildren to a school environment where people are not wearing masks. I have asked directly to young people how they feel about masks and masks being mandatory. And they'll start off saying, the masks make me uncomfortable, but I don't want to die. You know, I need people to wear masks. I've protected myself with the mask uh, and I, I didn't get sick with COVID. And it's not just happening here. Commissioner Freed says Republicans in other states have adopted the same pro-freedom, anti-health agenda that is helping spread the virus. What you're seeing across the country um, is exactly what you saw here in our state, is that you are seeing this very radical right leadership across our, our country that are, are, are not are, are so outside of the box of normality that the people of our country, regardless of partisan politics, are saying, wait a second, you all have taken this radical perspective a little bit too far and and are, are, are suing and saying this we're all in this together the, the, the impacts of of not leading and what we're seeing here in the state of not showing any leadership um is having an impact on people's lives in, in the communities and our businesses we know i mean just look at how many people are are un, you know don't we have vacancies in the school board we have vacancies all over the state and, and our small businesses are starting to see the impacts when their employees are testing positive or having to quarantine and they're having to close their small businesses. And so these types of lawsuits, and especially the one here, and I, and I know some of the parents, um, that the ones especially in, in Palm Beach County, that are part of this lawsuit, because they're done, they're fed up uh, with this dictatorship that is coming from this governor and from you know the right, you know the radical right in, in our country. And, and this has to stop. And the people are, are standing up to it um, and they're fighting back and they're winning. Uh, the people of our country are winning um, and they're wanting their leaders to start protecting them. And we will continue to see those types of lawsuits popping up across the country uh, until these governors start understanding that the people need to be more important than their political future and their careers. Um, they have a job to do and that is to protect the people of their states. And, and they are falling far behind on that responsibility.
DeSantis is not about to give up. The Board of Education holds an emergency meeting tomorrow to figure out what to do about the school boards in Broward and Alachua that have adopted mask mandates. But if they decide to withhold money, the feds say there's plenty more. U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cordona wrote DeSantis and Florida Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran on Friday to say the Department of Education is worried that Florida has prioritized threatening school districts instead of protecting students and educators. And if the state reduces funding for those districts, Cardona says the district leaders could use federal relief money, commonly referred to as ESSER dollars, to make up the difference. President Biden even called Dr. Osgood Friday to let her know the feds have her back. The drama over masks is also playing out in court. Parents have sued the governor and the education commissioner over that emergency order, but the state's legal team is trying to get the entire case thrown out before the trial even begins. Mike Abel is the lead attorney for the state, and he told Judge John Cooper there is precedent in the case. On review of plaintiff's complaint, Your Honor, we believe that the complaint exhibits some significant deficiencies as a threshold matter and that we believe would result in dismissal of the case. These are issues involving standing, whether the complaint presents non-justiciable political questions, whether the complaint as framed would seek relief that violates the separation of powers doctrine. And we would respectfully submit, uh, Your Honor, that before the court entertain a lengthy, perhaps two-day hearing as plaintiff proposes hearing on an emergency injunction, we would ask the court to allow us to brief a motion Uh, addressing uh, those three dispositive issues, and we'd ask that the court hear those uh, on the basis, Your Honor, that the the courts, and for for which the first DCA has already uh, addressed all three issues and has issued a recent ruling on all three issues, we believe, Your Honor, that- Has the DCA had a case on on mandatory masks? No, Your Honor, of course, in terms of standing. Well, I, this, I you said they'd issued a ruling on the exact issues in this case. Right, right. In, ter- in terms of the exact issues of standing, whether this case would present a non-justiciable political question or whether the complaint would violate the separation of powers doctrine. On those substantive issues, there is recent compelling authority uh, from 2020 and the first DCA. And I, we would, what we'd ask the court in terms of issuing a scheduling order is to allow us on an expedited basis to uh, file a motion to brief for the court uh, those three issues. Uh, and if the court were, in, if the court heard those <laughs> issues and, and disposed of those issues, it would, it would obviate the need for uh, uh, an injunction hearing, of course. Okay, so Mr. Abel, this is gonna be heard on an expedited emergency basis. Because of the nature of this case, Uh, I'm going to have to basically take the other 970 cases I have and tell them to wait. So uh, I'm going to expedite this case. Uh, Is there any reason why you can't get your motion to dismiss filed by Monday at noon? We can. We will have a motion to dismiss uh, in front of your honor by Monday at noon. Okay. So the motion to dismiss the lawsuit against the governor and the education secretary is due by noon today. The response from the parents who are suing is due tomorrow, and the motion will be argued Thursday. Regardless of how that goes, the judge promises there will be a final ruling by the end of next week. The Florida Constitution requires county school board members be elected in nonpartisan races, which means candidates are not listed as Democrats, Republicans, or whatever. But that could change. 
A House Republican, Spencer Roach of North Fort Myers, has filed a proposed constitutional amendment that would lead to partisan school board elections across the state. If approved by the legislature, that proposal would go before the voters in November of 2022. A 19-year-old woman is facing federal charges after being booked into a Florida jail on sex trafficking charges. Gisela Medina, the former chair of the Minnesota College Republicans at the University of St. Thomas, is now being held at the Santa Rosa County Jail on suspicion of conspiracy to sex traffic minors, sex trafficking of a minor, and sex trafficking obstruction. Her arrest was tied to the case of GOP strategist Anton Lazaro, who has a hearing today on child sex trafficking charges. Your calendar of events, Richard McCullough will start Monday as president of Florida State University, replacing retiring President John Thrasher. Governor DeSantis has ordered the flags be lowered to half-staff Monday in honor of former state representative Marilyn Bailey Evans-Jones, who died in July. The recreational base gallop season opens Monday in northwest Florida's St. Joe Bay. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, who is running for governor next year, will hold an online news conference at noon with a student from Longwood to discuss returning to school amid a surge in COVID-19 cases. The trustees of Seminole State College meet at 2. Trustees of Tallahassee Community College meet at 2.30. Congressman Charlie Crist, who is running for governor in 2022, speaks at an online meeting of the Duval County Democratic Executive Committee at 6. And Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed speaks online at a meeting of the Mid-County Democratic Club of Palm Beach County at 7. A Florida man who worked as an account manager for a company affiliated with the University of South Florida Medical School has pleaded guilty to embezzling almost $13 million. 59-year-old Ralph Puglisi is accused of spending most of that money, almost $12 million, at an adult website that allows users to subscribe to channels belonging to specific women who then disrobe and engage in sex acts on live video. An investigation revealed that Puglisi subscribed to a channel belonging to his stepson's fiance. And they split almost $750,000 in profits. Finally, a Florida man is jailed for threatening Disney and Activision executives with grenades and C4 explosives. 31-year-old Stephen Jordan created a Twitter account on August 8th and made 186 tweets during a three-hour period. Two of those tweets threatened executives at Disney. Several more were directed at Activision. When detectives interviewed Jordan, he admitted writing the threatening tweets. And it's not the first time he was convicted in 2019 of making a false bomb threat. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 